right, let's see. Check the map. Should be right around... Ah! There it is. That must be the seven-toe house. Now, let me check the guidebook. But be warned. Local legend has it that anyone who walks around the house seven times runs the risk of summoning the spirit of seven-toe Maggie. Seven times? I don't have time for all that. I'm just gonna record a new episode of the Blood Dream. Board streamers, this is episode 35 of the Bloodstream, and I am your host, Jason Gray. On this show, I like to take a deep dive into the deaths of the streaming services like Amazon or Netflix or Shudder or whatever's out there, see what random horror movie catches my eye, give it a watch, and let you know if it's any good. This week, I reeled in a little movie called Ghost Witch, or The Legend of Seven Till Maggie. We'll get to that in a bit. There is a little bit of a story behind how I found out about this movie. As I've mentioned from time to time, I listen to the Legion Podcast Network, and they talk about a lot of horror. The man in charge over there is a guy named Bo Ramsdale, and he lets me bug the shit out of that group with everything I post. And we kind of have this rapport where we both have a love of really bad cheesy movies. During his weekly live chat, he mentioned Ghost Witch, and said it was really bad. And to me, when you say, oh, this movie is really bad, no one should watch it, my brain pretty much interprets that as, Hey Jason, we should watch this! So I went and wrote it down in my notes for a future episode. And the future is now. Pretty much when I hear a movie is bad, I take it as a challenge to see just how bad it is. And sometimes I actually find something that is... enjoyable in a cheesy, silly, fun way. And then there's Ghost Witch. I've teed up all the setup. So, let me get to the synopsis. A group of investigators spend the night at the house where one of them was attacked as a child by the spirit of a murdered Native American woman. And streamers, let me just pull the curtain back a second here. I just spent the last 10 minutes trying to read that synopsis. I can't quite put my finger on exactly what's wrong with it, but the syntax of that synopsis is all over the place and my tongue just did not want to cooperate. Also, while that synopsis is fairly accurate for how things go here on the bloodstream, the only major correction I would make is that they don't spend one night there, they spend more like three. But that is a relatively minor gripe in the world of inaccurate plot synopses. I have nothing to add to that, and after 10 minutes of trying to read that mess, I'm just gonna go straight to the trailer and take a break. So this is it, huh? Yep, this is the place. Just like I remember. <laughs> the locals think it's haunted. I guess our family got murdered there. Oh wow, that's pretty sick. The legend of Seven Doe Maggie.
trailer just... It's one of the worst kinds of trailers. It gives you a lot of random images thrown at you. It has very little dialogue, there's no real narrative to the trailer, and yet it somehow manages to, at the same time, tell you nothing about the movie, while somehow blowing the most fun parts of it. And there are a few. The first thing the movie shows us is one of my least favorite things to see in a horror movie. What you are about to see is based on actual events. Because that can be really, really vague, and just like, someone died in this house, and then we concocted this whole giant bullshit story around it. And someone died in this house is probably being generous for some actual events in movies like this. When movies try to drop that in to give their story more importance, I always kind of take a step back. But, I'll be fair and give the movie an actual chance. After a short scene of watching a woman run through the opening titles, we then cut to a trio of kids making their way up to the local haunted house, and we get the story about how if you walk around the house seven times, Seven Toe Maggie will appear. One of the kids declares, I don't think this is such a good idea. Well, yeah, you think? Since when has summoning evil witches ever been a good idea? The kids walk the walk and nothing happens, until the eldest of the kids turns around, sees someone there, and... We're suddenly, sometime later, at a pool party. The local nerd is in attendance at the party, and of course everyone is making fun of him because that's what you do to the nerds. But for some inexplicable reason, one of the hot girls there actually says she thinks he's kinda cute. There is some awful sound in this. Not the dialogue, that's recorded fine. The actual dialogue is questionable, but the recording of it is okay. But we hear the splash of a girl diving into a pool and it sounds like it's out of a library. There's a random fly buzzing around Nerd Boy that sounds terribly added in later. The sound editor dropped the ball on this, and then came back later to add the sound of a dropping ball from his favorite sound library. My adventures with the quantum mechanics have better sound than this. And naturally, because we're at a pool party, we get a lot of long, lingering, music video-style shots of the hot girl getting out of the pool, being wet. You know the drill. We are already spending a lot of time with this pool party, and someone better die quick. Hot Girl seductively walks up to Nerd Boy, curious as to why he's more interested in his laptop than her slowly slinking towards him, and the duo, utterly devoid of chemistry, hang out and chat for a bit in the first clip. What you doing? Research? Research, huh? You do know this is summer break, right? Yeah, it's, it's not for school. Man who likes his work. I like that. Okay. Can I see? Yeah. Uh, sure. Get over. Um, isn't that your boyfriend over there giving me the evil eye? Oh, don't worry about him. I don't really think he likes you talking to me. Are you trying to get rid of me? No, I, uh, I just, I just don't really... Then show me what you're working on. Because I'm really interested. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm actually looking at the history of the Windsor Hotel. It was built in 1892. Wouldn't you rather research something a little more exotic? <laughs> um, I mean, uh... Don't be shy. Am I not pretty enough? 
No, I mean, no, 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 it's, uh, it's not that, I just, you know, I really think I should be getting back I to this. I can show you things that you've never seen. I'm sure you could, yeah. Well, oh, shit. what do we have here? Give it back. Oh, and he's feisty too, you hear that, boys? He wants his itty bitty laptop back. Danielle, get your ass up. Danielle. So, it's Zeke. Oh, right, Zach. You mind telling me what you're doing? Hitting on my girlfriend? I wasn't. Yes, you were. Baby, he said he wanted to research me. Uh, no, I didn't, and you need to put your pet on a leash. Now, now, Zeke. No need to get all fired up. I mean, who could blame you? Danielle here is a fine piece of real estate. Anyone would be an idiot not to want some of that. But? But, this hot piece of ass right here just so happens to be my girlfriend. And you just so happen to be at my party, hitting on my girlfriend. You already said that one, dude. Dude, shut the fuck up. You wanna know what happens to hit on my girlfriend? They get to take her out for a test drive? You little piece of shit. What are you doing here anyway? I was invited, but now I see that I'm not welcome here. So, if you'll just give me my computer back, I'll be out of your hair. Oscar, give him his laptop! Why don't you mind your own business, sis? <sighs> huh? oh, go fuck yourself. So you think you can just waltz into my party, hit on my girlfriend, and then just walk away? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. I'm a nice guy. No harm done. Rich, give him back his computer. Okay, Zeke. It was nice meeting you. Don't be a stranger. Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, Zeke. There's just one thing I forgot to mention. Yes? If you come to a pool party, you best be prepared to swim. Hey! Oh, guys, wait, no, please, please don't. I can't, I can't, I can't swim. Guys, don't, no! Are you trying to get rid of me, she asks? No, I just like my nose where it is. And WTF, mate. She tells people privately she thought he looked cute. Then she goes over, chats up Zeke, just to draw over Big McLarge Huge, and turn on the guy? I'm sorry, but I now instantly hate every single person in this movie. And I'm only 10 minutes in. Zeke at least has a few saving graces. And I kinda love his take her for a test drive line. Saying that to a guy like Big McLarge Huge takes massive balls. And you'll notice during the pool party clip, there's actually some decent music in the background. And I actually kinda dig it. The music is one of the best things about this movie. But on the upside, Big McLarge Huge's sister actually seems like a decent human being because she at least goes over to Zeke, asks if he wants to come inside, take some time to dry it off, offers him some fresh clothes, so there's at least some hope for this movie yet. And just as I'm warming up to Zeke, while he's drying off, he goes over, picks up a bra, and sniffs it. <sighs> this whole first 10 minutes is so dumb and boring and dumb. 
After getting changed, Zeke checks on his laptop and it's basically a waterlogged mess. But Maddie hands over a laptop that her family just happens to have lying around as a spare. Finally, okay, a decent human being actually confirmed. Maddie also lets slip that she's into paranormal shit. And hey, so is Zeke, so they bond over that and she tells him a bit of a ghost story she had as a kid in the next clip. I'm actually a member of a paranormal investigative group called G-H-O-S-T. What? No way. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've been interested in the paranormal since I was a little kid, but it kind of makes sense that I would be interested in that sort of thing. But you, I mean, what's, what's your story? Um, I don't know. It's not really out of interest, so. Uh, well, elaborate. Well, I, my dad's a real estate agent. I mean, bought this old house when I was little and something happened there, but... Something happened? I mean, I've never really been quite sure what, you know, I... was just standing in this hallway, looking at some old photos, and... I heard all these noises. <laughs> and I was too chicken to go look, you know? But I felt this cold breeze go across my face, like... I don't know, it made the hair on my arms stand straight up. So I, I turned to run and find my dad, but I mean, I ran into this old man. An old man? What was he doing there? He works for my dad. But my dad didn't tell me about him, and he didn't tell me that he had bought the town haunted house. <laughs> Apparently right. there's a, this old legend about, uh, I guess a woman got murdered there, and these men raped her and cut off three of her toes. The legend of Seven Toe Maggie. Oh, wow, that's pretty sick. Yeah. But why buy it then? I don't know. And my dad never really did anything with it either, you know? It's just sitting there. Oh, wait, so it's, it's still there? Yeah. How much would it cost me to hire you and your friends to come out there and spend a couple nights with me? Convince me I'm not crazy? I had been running on the assumption that Maddie was one of the three kids at the start of the movie. Now I'll teenagered up, but if her story of finding the house has nothing to do with the three kids that found it at the start of the movie, what was the point of that whole opening scene? In theory, it's there to build up some scares to tide you over until the real fun starts later on, but it really fails at that because all it is is, oh, there's someone behind them who we don't see, doesn't look like a ghost, and let me just say right now, having nothing to do with the rest of the movie, never being mentioned again or explained, ends up being a recurring theme for this movie. In fact, I'm going to mention it right here and now, before I move on and forget, Maddie's brother never again comes up in this entire movie. So they set up this whole rivalry with Zeke and Big McLarge Huge, and it goes nowhere. Zeke agrees to come out and investigate the house with his friends in G-H-O-S-T, as long as Maddie agrees to have dinner with him, which she would have done anyways, so hey, win-win for everyone. So they decide to dive into the investigation in the bright and early tomorrow, and everyone gathers up at the house of Seven Toe Maggie. Zeke and Maddie get there first, the rest drive up in their ghost hunting van. Introductions go around, we get a tour of the house in the next clip. Zeke, my man. What's up, guys? How you been, buddy? I've been good. How about you? Good, good, good. Good. I missed you guys, Kylie. <laughs> Ellie. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Zeke, man. Don't be rude. 
Who is this lovely lady? Oh, guys, this is Maddie. Maddie, this is Cameron. He's our gear guru. Hello. At your service. <laughs> I'm Ben. Hi, Ben. Nice to meet you. That's a very interesting locket you have. Thanks. I'm Ellie. Hi, Ellie. And this is Kylie. <laughs> Kylie. Charmed. So, uh, this is it, huh? Yep. The Seven Toe House? This is it. <laughs> I was just about to give Zeke the grand tour if you wanted to come along. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Let's go. Awesome. It's just like I remember. So, your dad owns this place? Yeah, he uh, bought it when I was little. Why? It doesn't look like anyone's lived here for years. Yeah, I know. That's what I can't figure out. It's like, this house has sat here for so many years. <laughs> the locals think it's haunted. So there's a history on the place that the people in town know about it? Yeah. Apparently, there used to be a church that was abandoned right where this house was. Huh. Why? Did something happen? I don't really know all the details. Apparently, a Native American woman was murdered here. They cut off three of her toes. And I guess that's why they call it the Seven Toe House. Yeah, they actually call her Seven Toe Maggie. I don't buy it. Kylie, don't be a bitch. What? Oh, you know as well as I do. No, it's okay. I don't believe it either. I think it's just something that they tell kids to give them away. Your dad has a problem with vandalism. Wow, those greetings between everyone has got to be the most awkward way to introduce your characters I've ever seen. Let's make sure Zeke says hello and name checks every single person, which would be fine. I could almost live with that awkwardness because you gotta get it in there somehow, right? But as you just heard, he doesn't just say stuff like, hey Kylie, how you doing? He says, hey Kylie, good to see you. Maddie, this is Kylie, Kylie. It goes beyond just saying the names, but repeating them ad nauseum. Everyone in this movie acts a little unnatural and not quite like a normal human being and it kind of makes me queasy. And that point where they jam in, oh they cut off three of her toes, that's why this is called the Seven Toe House. <laughs> so clever and obvious and I can do math. If you couldn't figure out everything was called Seven Toe because they cut off three of her toes, this might just be the movie for you. Anyways, night falls, they have their pizza, and the true investigation and occasional found footage begins. After they look around and a lot of nothing happens, they all decide to bed down for the night, while Zeke and Maddie take the first shift of watching the cameras. The pair continue to spark, they kiss, and eventually Maddie wanders off to make some coffee. Zeke thinks he hears something, he goes to investigate, and he finds... nothing! You know what would have been scarier than nothing? What? Anything! <sighs> I missed that clip. Maddie suddenly appears behind Zeke, and I am starting to get a bad feeling about her. She instantly brushes off his concerns about the noise, saying, Oh, you know, this is just an old house, it's probably just the sounds of it settling or creaking or whatever. And wait. Wait, 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 wait. She called them out here. She's the one always going on about how this place spooks her. And the instant someone has a legitimate concern about what's going on there, she just shrugs and says, Oh, it's just an old house. 
I have in my notes here after she says that, the little smiley face emoticon, because I hear her say it with that in her voice. I don't know how to translate that to audio. I don't know if I succeeded, but I gave it a shot, and I'll try a couple more times before this is over with. Not surprisingly, the two of them doze off during the night, just in time for us to see the front door slowly creak open, and we get the found footage view of someone slowly creeping up on Zeke, but it turns out that person is just one of the ghost crew waking them up suddenly in the morning, and being surprised they didn't notice the draft coming from the open front door. And again, Maddie just brushes it off with a, Oh, I guess the wind just blew it open. They decide to go grab some breakfast and leave behind one of the team members who hasn't managed to get out of bed yet. Yeah, she'll probably be dead by the time they get back. Do we really need to watch the team having breakfast? This movie is already moving so slowly with nothing happening, I don't need to watch mealtime. Ellie wakes up absolutely thrilled that everyone went to get breakfast without her. But she makes most of her time while they're gone, and she checks out the photos everyone took yesterday and is absolutely gobsmacked by what she finds. She calls up the team at the diner, excitedly declaring, It's in everyone's photos but hers! And tells the team to get back immediately before her phone dies. Everyone hurries back, they can't find Ellie, and that's the next clip. She's not here, guys. Okay, well, there's nothing for Miles. She would have had to have a car to get anywhere. Well, let's be logical. She could have just went for a smoke. I don't know. She seemed really frantic on the phone when I talked to her. What'd she say? She found something about the pictures that she took yesterday. What? Yeah, I lost connection before she could tell me everything. She didn't leave. What do you mean? All her stuff is still here. Hey guys, check it out. Her laptop was on. Wait, didn't you say something about pictures? Whoa! Psychokinetic artifacts! What's that? Or... Oh, right. There's one in almost every shot that's strange. Okay, look. I don't know a lot about this stuff, but there's a logical explanation for everything, right? Yeah, it could be anything, but the point is Ellie's still missing. Sure, she's fine. However, this little trip just got a little more interesting. Ah, <sighs> joy. Orbs. Or as those of us who know how cameras, and lenses, and light, and how photography works, like to call them lens flares, or specks of dust. And once again, even more stuff that comes up and doesn't play a part in the rest of the movie. There are orbs in every pictures but hers. We never really find out who her is, but I guess we're supposed to assume Maddie. We never find out why they're in all the pictures but Maddie's. I guess we can assume her connection with Maggie, but it's never really confirmed or ever brought up again. Ever so briefly as a throwaway line at the end of the movie, but that's about it. At least with Ellie missing, someone says, hey, we should maybe call the cops about all this? But no, one of the ghost members says we can't do that, the cops will make us leave. One of your friends is missing. That's a horrible reason not to call the cops. There's a brief bit where Maddie's taking a bath and she starts to drown that goes nowhere. One of the ghost members is out in the van messing around with some stuff when the radio starts to play old-timey music. That doesn't go anywhere. Maddie pops some aspirin and the movie gives her the absolute worst jump scare I have ever seen. As we see, a cooler's lid closed shut behind her. No, It doesn't even make a particularly loud noise. 
it just kind of shuffles closed and make her <laughs> also the random slamming shut of the cooler lid, add that to the ultimately goes nowhere list. We briefly see a blurry, not quite looking right Ellie wandering around the back roads, some lights pop on, and before we find out what that is, we cut back to the seven-toed ghost house, and another team member, Kylie, yelling about all the non-supernatural bullshit going on in the next clip. I hope she's alright. She feels guilty about Ellie. She should. It was her idea to drag us all out here, and now some crazy old pervert is stalking us. Kylie, enough is enough. We get it. Look, I know you think it's bull, but you have to admit, there's been some pretty odd stuff happening and we've only been here two days. Where's your proof? We see orbs and photos all the time. That doesn't prove anything. This is basic stuff, Zeke. Get with the program. I mean, I get that you like her, but do you have to involve all of us? Kylie, please. No, I don't like being used to get girls. I mean, we've been here for two days and what have we accomplished? We ate at some crusty diner. Oh no, wait. We didn't even get to eat because now either one of our friends has been kidnapped by some crazy sicko or she came to her senses and decided to get the fuck out of here. So now we're just sitting here twiddling our fucking thumbs while Zeke tries to get a date. So you know what, Ben? Screw you. Screw this bullshit investigation. I'm out of here. You know what? I like Kylie. I really, really do. She's basically me. I've always been the skeptic of my group. I would be and actually am saying everything she is in this situation. <clears throat> Back to the story. As she's about to leave, there's a knock on the door, and they don't know quite what to do with it. I mean, really. Answer it? It could be Ellie. Well, yes, good point. Answer it. It could be the cops. That's another good point, and you should answer it and not hide from the cops. It could be something or someone else. And again, still a good reason to answer the door. So you at least know what it is that you're dealing with, if there's anything even out there. But after their discussion, Zeke decides, fine, I'll go answer the door. And what does he find? Nothing. You know what would have been scarier than nothing? What? Anything! But almost immediately, there is another knock on the door. And this time at least, Ellie is on the other side, accompanied by creepy redneck Jenkins who found her on the side of the road. He also does some good harbingering and delivers some words of doom in the next clip. Don't need to get out of this place. Why? It's just an old house. You don't know what you've got yourself into, boy. This land is cursed. Let me guess. Seven Toe Maggie? Save it, old man. We've heard it all. Just tell us what you did to our friend and get the fuck out before we call the cops. Yeah, Seven Toed Maggie. She watches. She's here right now, just waiting. Waiting for what? Look, I'm sick of all these bullshit ghost stories. Do you have any hard evidence? Because so far we haven't seen shit. <laughs> what's so funny? Yeah, what's so funny, old man? Best be out of this place by morning, if you know what's good for you. Don't come back! Crazy fuck. The lead investigator puts his foot down and decides they're staying because things are starting to get interesting. And he actually has the gall to say something doesn't seem right about Ellie. She's in shock, staring blankly at the ceiling as she lays motionless on the floor after being found wandering in a daze down a dirt road. Something doesn't seem right about her. You think? 
Kylie discovers a bloody mark carved into Ellie's stomach that looks kind of like a hand with a spiral where the palm should be and slashes for fingers. Zeke immediately jumps to the conclusion, <gasps> She's possessed! And the creature is trying to communicate with us! He tries to defend his position by saying stuff like, Well, why would Jenkins do this? Well, let's see. Everyone, myself included, keeps saying he's a creepy redneck, so maybe he did it because he's a creepy redneck. There is another knock on the door, and for an abandoned house, out in the sticks, in the middle of nowhere, miles from town, it sure is getting a fuck ton of visitors tonight. This time, it's the cops in our next clip. How you kids doing this evening? Everything okay? Just fine, officer. Is there something we can do for you? Well, we got a call about some ruckus out here at the old 7-2 house. You folks wouldn't know anything about that, would you? No, sir. It's been quiet around here all night. Is that right? Well, I guess you won't mind if we come in for a look-see, then. It's just procedure. I'm sure you understand. Usually it's kids just being a bunch of dickheads. So word is you folks are some sort of paranormal investigators. Paranormal. Oh right. Sorry about that. There's plenty of stories about this old house. I'm sure you've gotten a few of them if you talk to any of the locals. Yes, sir. You know the reason why most of these walls don't have sheetrock on them? It's because the last folks who lived here thought they could hear voices. It drove them mad. They ripped down all the walls trying to find it. They ever find anything? No one knows. Father hung himself from this very banister. Nobody saw his wife or his kids after that. What, what happened to them? Nobody knows. Of course, I didn't see it. Just another town story. Stick around long enough, you'll find out this town has lots of stories. So, there's no proof of any of that? Sometimes the proof's right in front of you. Just have to open your eyes to see it. Right. Anybody else here besides you four? Uh, nope. Is that right? You aren't hiding anybody out in the closet, are you? Uh, no, nothing. It's just a bunch of empty space. Well, I guess I'll have to take your word on that. Too many closets in this old place to have to go checking them all. So who gave you guys permission to be out here anyway? I don't want to have to take you in for trespassing. Uh, Maddie, our friend, Maddie. Maddie Ellis? Yes, sir. Father owns this palace crap. Always wonder why he let it sit here and rot. Thought you said you were the only ones here. We are. Oh, she's here. She's asleep. Headache. I'm, I'm sure you know how that is. <laughs> no, I don't, son. Why'd you lie to me? I, I, I didn't. I asked you if anybody else was here and you said no. Now find out there's another one of you hiding out? What else you not telling me? Um, nothing. I, I... Shit, son. I'm just shaking your chain. <laughs> Don't get your panties in a wad. She's a looker, though, isn't she? What I wouldn't give to be about ten years younger. Well, I'll let you folks get back to it then. Hope you find what you're looking for. Thanks, officer. We need to. Oh wait, I think I know why this place is so busy. It's because they need to keep bringing people in to explain the story to everyone. And these cops are terrible. You got the kids acting super suspicious, 
they outright ask, you got anything in the closet? And, oh well, I guess I gotta take your word for it? I'll take things no cop will ever say ever for a thousand, Alex. And then there's, mm, there's a lot of closets, we can't be checking all of them. H how about you just check the one they're being really suspicious in front of? Do your jobs. And after they discover the kids have been lying to them, those cops should have been all over that place from cellar to attic. Once the cops leave, nothing continues to happen in this movie, and everyone gets some sleep. The movie tries to keep us entertained at least while everyone's asleep, and gives us a flashback to Maggie running through the forest again, leading up to her actual assault. The flashback is so disturbing it wakes up Maddie, and oh holy shit it just hit me. Maggie? Maddie. Maggie? Maddie. Oh no, they're gonna go somewhere with that, aren't they? Uh, yeah, back to the story. Maddie wakes up, wanders around for a bit, and she goes and pulls a Katie from Paranormal Activity by standing over Zeke's sleeping body for a bit. Which I make as a joke, but then gets later confirmed when one of the GOAT team is going through the footage from the night before, and learns that Maddie stood over Zeke for six hours straight, complete with a look at the camera and a flash of demon face. This is not even subtly ripping off better movies at this point. But at last, we have irrefutable proof of the supernatural, but there must be a rational explanation. She might be sleepwalking. People who sleepwalk do not have demon faces, Kylie. They look like psychos, is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. They actually show Maddie the footage and she freaks out as anyone seeing themselves suddenly expressing a demon face would do. She has no memory of doing any of that. Maddie storms off, Zeke follows her and tries to catch her up on all the weirdness that happened the night before. And Maddie says, you know what, maybe it's time we left. And Zeke, no shit, says back to her, what? No. Why? Would you like an itemized lift, nerd boy? <clears throat> Back to the story, again. They hear Ellie is awake and go to check on her, and find she's scrawling Margaret all over the walls. Zeke continues his amazing statements with, Duh-huh? Margaret? Who's that? I would ask, are you really that thick? But since not even 30 seconds ago, he was wondering why anyone would want to leave this place where tons of shit is going down. Yeah, I'm gonna guess he's that thick. The team decide that Jenkins is the only one with any answers, and they have to go talk to him. But wires in the van have been cut. Same with Maddie's car, so they're not driving anywhere. So they decide to walk the five miles to Jenkins' house in the next clip. What do you want? You know what we want, asshole. You cut the wires in our car this land's cursed you need to leave cursed cursed how margaret ellis james ellis's daughter wait margaret you're margaret yeah not short for margaret it's just listen i'm, I I'm sorry i remember the day your mama gave you that locket what been in your family a long long time what are you rambling on about, old man? Look, we need some answers. What do you know about that house, and what did you do to Ellie? I told you, I didn't harm no girl. I found her wandering. You need to leave this place. I can't help you. Wait. So, what do we do now? 
guess maybe we should go back to the house and look for clues there. I mean, there's got to be something, right? Well, what was he talking about? I mean, what is there locket up to do with these things? Uh, nothing. He's a lunatic. It doesn't matter. We should just go back to the house and it'll be dark anyway. Maddie's real name is Margaret. It's not just a similarity of Maddie and Maggie. Her name is Maggie. Oh my good lord. I voiced my suspicion earlier, but here we go. Since it's a long walk to and from Jenkins, the guy they left behind at the House of the Seven Toes pokes around and opens up a trunk that no one has decided to take a single look at in the three days they've been here. Inside, he finds some love letters by Maddie's great-great-grandfather however many generations ago, and Ellie decides to finally come to and say hey by walking down the hall and murdering Cameron while he does his reading. The team finally gets back to Toe House, and the other two are missing, but they find all the love letters and photos and journals and stuff, and they notice Maggie is wearing the same locket in the photos as the one worn by Maddie. Maddie insists, quite loudly and forcefully, that they have to be different lockets. It was her mother's, and her grandmother's, and her great-grandmother's. The others take a look at the photos, they insist they have to be related somehow, and Maddie's sheer level of adamance is just not earned. This is beyond denial at this point. I mean, why can't she be related to this person? They never really established any believable reason why Maddie would be so darned certain of her lineage. Ellie suddenly reappears and joins the group. Kylie goes up to give her friend a hug. The supposed skeptic not at all questioning how she's suddenly there, and her naivete is rewarded by getting a knife to the stomach. The possessed Ellie demands that Maddie give the locket back, with bonus creepy voice, declares she has no further use for Ellie, and forces her possessed body to slash her own throat. Look, there's still something you want from this group. I'm, I'm sure you could've kept using it for some reason. This seems terribly wasteful. They make an attempt to leave so they can find Cameron, and I guess technically they find him? Because when they open the door they just entered through, there he is, hanging there, with his eyes gouged out. How and when did this happen? I got no problem with him being dead, we saw that. I got no problem with his body being moved because Magali had plenty of time while everyone was gone to take care of that and kill some time. But they literally just walked through this door, so how did Cameron's body end up hanging out there? In surprise at seeing the dead Cameron hanging there, rightfully so, Zeke slams the door shut, he immediately tries to open it again, and declares, The door is locked from the outside! Uh, lots of problems here. Doors typically don't work that way. It was literally just open. And, whatever. And, and then someone declares, Whoever or whatever that was, does not want us here! We have to get out right now! They just locked you inside. That very much sounds like does want you here to me. They try and run through another door and are suddenly on the second story, and so I guess we're just tossing reality right out the window at this point. A door next to them opens and one of them declares, Guys, this door just opened. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Y'all literally just stood there and watched it open. Inside the room is the chair that Maggie was tied down to, and one of them foolishly decides to have a seat. And everyone just starts yelling at everyone else in the next clip. 
Imaginations. But not anymore. We are proven that the paranormal does exist. Ben, man, this is crazy. We gotta get out of here. Our friends are dead, man. We Don't be shy, Maddie. That's where it'll happen, right? Don't you wanna see? Right here and see exactly what your great 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 no, grandmother will die. die. Come on, Zeke, man, really? The photos, the locket, the orbs, the old man. <laughs> it took me a minute too, Zeke. But the moment I saw the photo with the locket, I knew you're looking at a direct descendant of Seven Toe Maggie. No, man, this is crazy. I'm gonna prove it too. No, 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 no. Go for right now. What the fuck are you doing? Let her I don't know what they're talking about. Of course you don't know what they're talking about. You were not even a glimmer in your daddy's eye when she died. He raped you, didn't he? No. Jenkins. No, he didn't. That's what you've been so scared of all these years. It wasn't the house at all. You used it as an excuse. You don't know anything about me, you asshole. You're such a lunatic. Oh, really? Did you think we were friends? That's before my girlfriend was gutted by your goat! I want to know the legend of Seven Toe Maggie. Show yourself! Yeah, great. That is exactly what you want to be yelling when a spirit is going around trying to kill you and your friends. History begins to repeat itself as the leader of the ghost group grabs Maddie, gags her, and starts to tie her down to the same chair her ancestor was tied to. And before the guy can cut off too many toes, Jenkins and his shotgun arrive, telling the guy he better stop meddling or Maggie will appear. Which this nutbar proudly declares is exactly what he wants to have happen. And he even goes so far as to ask Jenkins if he knows how to resurrect her. Hmm. Resurrect Maggie? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Let me just check. That's a handy little spell right there in the hillbilly handbook. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let me just head on down to my truck and get some- No! Ben goes ahead and taunts Maddie some more, not realizing she has slipped his really shitty knots, and she snaps his neck. That- that was oddly satisfying. Zeke wakes back up since he got knocked unconscious during all this, tries to reach out to Maddie, pull her back to herself, but Jenkins informs Zeke that she's gone, and the hillbilly tries to reach out to Maggie, saying he was there when she was attacked. And we flash back again, this time showing us there was a little boy hiding out. And how the fuck old is Jenkins? And... and somehow, there is suddenly a baby that drops out of Maggie. She, uh, uh, was pregnant? No one... no one happened to notice that before? Um... Babies don't generally work that way. 
they killed her so dead she gave birth. <sighs> we come back to the present. Jenkins is trying to reach out to the spirit of Maggie possessing Maddie, trying to talk her into letting the girl go, even offering up himself as a replacement, and uh, she, she deliberately sacrificed herself to save Jenkins when he was a little boy. Why would she kill him now? Seems really wasteful. For some fuck-all-knows reason, lightning starts shooting between the two of them, and Zeke is just sitting there with the same look of what the fuck is going on that I have on my face at this point, and all the lightning kills Jenkins. Zeke gets up, picks up Maggie and carries her outside, gets her to the front lawn, and she ends up dying right then and there. So, Maggie is killing Maddie, but then decides to kill Jenkins instead. I don't know why she couldn't have just left. But whatever, she decided to spare Maddie. And she just ends up dying anyways? Fuck you, movie! Or what? Now Maddie's in a straitjacket? In, I guess, an asylum? But then we see Maddie sitting on the porch of the Seven Toad house? Make up your mind, so I know which of these endings to be pissed off at cause they're all terrible! But it all culminates in Zeke writing us out of the movie with the final clip. Some people choose to run away from the things they're scared of. Some look them right in the eye without even blinking. I guess you could say I'm one of those. The latter, I mean. I never asked for things to happen this way, but I guess we don't get to choose our path. As the days pass by and I think back to the things I've done, I wonder if they meant anything or if the people I love will care. Lots of people doubted me in one way or another, but I guess I did something many other people could not. I proved something paranormal does exist. And in my book, that's the greatest achievement any amateur ghost hunter could ask for. Oh, double fuck you movie. I hate this movie. I hate this movie. I really shouldn't. I should not hate this movie as much as I do. I've seen plenty of worser made movies. Many right on this very show. But this one, this just, this rubs me all the wrong ways. With every bad decision I've already mentioned. And that ending, that ending is the final twist of the knife. I met a girl, we fell in love, then she was kinda tormented and institutionalized, she might be dead, every single one of my friends died, but hey, I got conclusive proof that ghosts are real, awesome, fuck you, this ending pissed me off so much I didn't sleep yesterday, I laid in bed staring at the ceiling going fuck that movie, ghost witch doesn't generate any goodwill with the audience, and what little it may have stumbled into and mustered up, with that final massive fuck you, 
just pisses all over it. You could maybe make an argument that he's writing it ironically, in a kind of, well, everyone dead, but at least I finally got what I always wanted, shit, kind of way. And there's maybe a look of regret on his face if you want to read it that way, but if that was their intent, it really doesn't land, and instead it's just the giant middle finger to the audience. This is the best made movie I hate the most right now. Avoid this giant mess. Bo was right, this is terrible. And wow, that was Ghost Witch. If you've enjoyed listening to me yell at a movie for a half hour or so, you can find all our episodes at the website triskadectophiles.com slash tbs. You can also listen to past episodes or subscribe to the show in many podcasting clients. You can find us in Apple Music, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and iHeartRadio. While you're there, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show. It's a big help and much appreciated. You can find us on Tumblr at thebloodstream.tumblr.com. You can also join the Facebook group where I keep everyone up to date with what's going on with the show. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or just have a movie you'd like me to check out, you can leave a comment at any of those places, or send me an email directly at phoenix, F-O-E-N-I-X, at gmail.com. That's phoenix with an F. So once again, thanks for listening, and I'd like to leave you with these words of wisdom. Don't watch Ghost Witch, just, just don't. Take care, and keep streaming.
don't worry. <laughs> It'll only hurt. A lot. <laughs>